The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Heidi Ho, DeGenerinos, and I'm back, baby. Welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 317. And to probably a lot of people's chagrin, Jeff Chalks Fox is back in the <laughs> house, back from vacation, ready to rock and roll uh, in your ear holes. Uh, let's dedicate this episode to my replacement while I was away, KCP. Um, Kurt Chase Patrick did a great job. Seems to have caught on maybe a little too much with the fans. So we'll I have to nip that in the bud right away. He, he will never be on the show again because fans are <laughs> fans were happy when they heard he was going to be on the last couple episodes instead of me. So I'm going to put an end to that. But uh, uh, no fault of your own, Kurt. It's it's not your fault that you're good at what you do. But I'm back to annoy you all and to recap a really amazing event last night at UFC um, on ESPN, Vera versus Sanhagen, uh, where most of the fights fell through and the fights we did, did have were kind of blah and yeah. And, <laughs> and Texas Texas didn't disappoint with with their commissions and their, their judges. So let's bring in the mainstay of the podcast who um, made sure to brag almost every episode I was away about how he's never missed missed an episode. <laughs> only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Still still undefeated, 317 and 0. Uh yep. never <laughs> takes a day off. No days off for this man. No, no days off. Um yeah, no, Texas good at Texas, huh? Like yep. and, and here's the thing. I think at the end of the day, I think there was maybe of the and there were four split decisions. Yep. There was one and a half I didn't like who who won. Well, one of them, like, you, you're not going to like who won, even if she did deserve to win. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I, I have some hot takes on that point, too. But, like, I would say two and a half of those fights, the right person won. But then you just yep. have to look at it and say, like, what the hell is that other scorecard? You know, yep. like, so many times. And that's that's kind of been Texas's thing, too. Like, I'm not sure that there's been a lot of because we complain about the, the Texas scorecards all the time, right? Like, they're terrible down yeah. there. It, it's notoriously, like, one of the worst commissions out there. Um, Dan Mergliata scored a fight this weekend. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. And I, I um, yeah, anyway, I was I was surprised uh, when I heard his name. And uh, I guess he picked the right person to win. Who knows? Well, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that soon enough. And, and I think here's the problem with that, though, too, is that, like, Dan Mergliata should not be refing and judging in the same night. Oh, that's right. He was refing. Yeah, yes, that's right. He was doing both. Yeah. And, and he, he did both. Two of different them. hats. So, yeah. And, and two, different, turned, two different, uh, yeah, the, two different mind frames yet to be in. Yeah. And, and he turned in one of the worst scorecards of the night. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, say, do with that what you will. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think back to my original point, they've been notoriously bad, but the biggest problem is, is not that the wrong person is winning because like most of the time I'm thinking we're seeing the right people win. Right. I think there's just like, like how come you can't get three competent judges? How can you only get two? Yep. 
And Dana White has no right to that rhymes. Nice. Uh, he has no no right to complain about it. Um, like like he did, he was complaining about the scorecards because he everyone knows this heading in, so he surely knows that there's issues with Texas and the commission, and he doesn't have to uh, run his event there. No one's making him go to Texas if. Well, uh, or 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 here's the here's the other thing too. Like, could could he just stop going to Texas? Sure, but there's probably some money to be made there. But why does he not like flex his his UFC muscles like they have all over the Nevada State Athletic Commission right. and get them to make changes? Right. Yep. He he hated what was it? Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> yep. Never yeah, seen he that guy Steve again. Yeah. When was the last time we saw Steve Mazzagatti? Because he was like, look, if your state commission employs Steve Mazzagatti and is going to put him in high profile fights, we're not going to your state. And they could very easily do the same when, I mean, I, it seems like they did with that astronaut guy. Was it an astronaut or was he a pilot or he worked for NASA, right? The guy who last time they went to Texas. Oh, that's right. There was a rocket scientist, wasn't there? Yeah, it was a literal, literal <laughs> rocket scientist turning like the worst scorecards you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, cue the jokes. But yeah, no, I got, I think, I think most of the right people won in this, this weekend. Right. Yep. We we shall probably dive probably get diving into that. Even though there wasn't a heck of a lot of fights to to break down, as as we'll get to in a moment. But first, uh, I got to tell you about WinBet, of course, because they are the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch in Massachusetts, Massachusetts. They've changed this since I've last written it, read it. I mean, so it's they're now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from five to six p.m. Eastern time during WinBet Win Hour. Marking games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for the gens only, which is all of you, if you're listening to this, if you hit the biggest long shot play of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app today. WinBet is, uh, the offers there are subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. There's more people. SGP Masters looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three night stay at Circa Las Vegas, Las Vegas to hang with the guys, our guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15 plus the SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going to virtual hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash podcast and tune in on Saturday. And I am right back up in uh, ad reading shape. I'm botching the ads up as per usual, just like I'm in, I haven't missed any, any episodes at all, right? There you back go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Everything, I appreciate everything's back to normal. Spring is, I pre- spring I is happening. You, <laughs> you messed up a bit. You messed up a bit while I was away too, which was good. You, you botched some intros and stuff, which is, uh, which is um, appreciated by me. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got your back. <laughs> All right. Nature's healing. I am back. And we're going to talk about UFC on ESPN. Vera versus San Hagen. AKA UFC San Antonio, which did go down last night. From the AT&T Center in San Antonio, don't have any uh, attendance or gate um, info for you, but it's definitely more than they make um, hosting all their events at, Uf- at the UFC Apex, that's for sure. Um, we lost a bunch of fights last night. Uh, 
leading up to it and actually the night of the fight. How many fights did you break down that we actually lost? Three? Uh, we lost to me. Yeah, we lost to Miros Vidal versus Haley Cowan. Apparently, Vidal was scrapped with a medical issue that has still not been disclosed yet. Haley Cowan is already been. <laughs> yeah, uh, two out of three. I for think. him. Yeah, two events for her, right? Yeah, yeah two, two out of three events uh, she's been put for and not fought. Um, once she pulled out, once her opponent pulled out, and now she is already booked to fight again. Um, she's now been booked to fight in February, March, and April, the 25th, 25th, and 29th. But her um, opponents seem to be getting easier. Well, at least this one seems uh, to be a step down. Maybe not. Uh, Vidal may have been a harder matchup, but the next one, just at first glance, is, is an easier matchup, is it not? J- Jamie Lee, Lynn Horth, Wessel? Uh, or at least she used to have Wessels. Maybe she doesn't have Wessels anymore. It looks like she dropped the Wessels part. It used to be Jamie Lynn Horth, Wessels. She got. She lost her Wessels? She lost her Wessels. Oh, there's, her, there's your episode name. Yeah, I, I have no idea how to spell it, but yes. W-E-S-S-E-L-S, I believe. Uh, okay. It used to be the second half of her last name. Um, but no, she has uh, two wins over Lupita Godinez uh, oh, okay. back when they were back when they were Amies. So it, it was. it's probably been five or six years since they fought, but she won two different division or uh, decisions over her. Um, and she's like really well-rounded. Like, I, I don't know that she is definitely harder than Tamiris Vidal, uh, but like I'd pick Horth over. I'd pick, then I pick, uh, um, who she's supposed to fight first. Aileen Perez. Like I'd yeah. pick her to beat Aileen Perez. The only thing is too, is I, I think she usually fights at flyweight. So like this might yeah. be easier to size wise for Haley Cowan. So Haley Cowan lost. We lost that fight. We lost yep. Manuel Torres versus yep. Trey Ogden. We lost on the scales. Uh, have Torres, a medical issue. Yeah, Torres had weight cutting issues. Yep. So I'm pretty sure. I assume all of these, even when they claim they're not weight cutting issues, I assume all of them are at least related to weight cutting. In well, I know, I know Torres. Weight was, cutting is not it, good for you. Torres has happened while they were cutting weight, and then right. he made it to um like some local fights like later that night so he, okay. he was good enough so um yep. and then uh during the fight uh we lost my lock of the week which was manel cape uh i had him beaten alex perez is my lock it's the yep. first lock i didn't hit in seven straight events uh but it wasn't a loss it was a push because uh alex perez had a seizure backstage um and that fight had to be canceled prompting manel cape to send one of the wildest tweets I've yes. ever seen. Yes. <laughs> he said, yeah. what did he say? His DNA was, was, oh man, I wish I could, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up in the discord. Yeah. But anyway, Manel came savage, uh, savage response before we then found out uh, that he suffered a uh, seizure, which is definitely doesn't have to do with his DNA or any of the other things going on with him. So uh, yeah, hopefully good recovery for all the people who were hurt. Yep. And uh, you know, then we could talk about the, couple of fights that were left <laughs> we, we did have a couple a couple of fights um we got our main event which uh which was good and it, it went the distance which was one of my predictions in the article i wrote uh last week that was uh one of the uh one of i one of the i not given but almost almost a lock um we figured a lot of people figured this fight was going to go the distance i had a feeling bear was going to win which he did not well he, he did in one judge's eyes but uh in the rest of the world's eyes, he did not win. Corey Sanhagen dominated Marlon Chito Vera in the main event. 47-48, 50-45, 49-46. The last two scorecards, I accept. The first one, I do not. Uh, Sanhagen <laughs> so, San dominated, uh, meeting, except meeting. Uh, there, I, 
I, I would have scored uh, one or the other. Probably 50 45, but I, I, 49 46 is fine. Sen Hagen dominated from the get go. Um, Vera got a bit better in the third round. So maybe that's why he, some judge gave him uh, all th- the last three rounds. But uh, just because you improved from horrible doesn't mean that you won the rounds. But uh, there's basically, there's levels to this here sport. And being a slow starter, like Vera is and, and just landing some hard shots here, there may help you uh, or may allow you to beat the Rob fonts of the world. No, no disrespect for him. But when you get to the tippy top of, uh, of the, uh, of the weight class, like Corey Sanhagen, you, you can't afford to give up any second whatsoever uh, of a fight. And uh, Vera just dug himself too big of a hole. And even when he did get going, he really didn't get going enough. Uh, like I said, I, I had Sanhagen winning every round. So a whitewash across the board. Yeah, Vera might have won the third, to your point. Yeah, uh, might have. And I even think that's probably a little bit of a stretch. Sanhagen, the, the thing that surprised me the most about what seemed to perplex Marlon Vera was that he, it just seemed like he couldn't find him, right? Like he was surprised that he was moving as much as he did. And like that that's like a trademark of Corey Sanhagen, right? Like as he moves, he he doesn't sit in front of you. He he is notoriously hard to get a hold of or to hit or whatever. Like he danced around TJ Dillashaw and made TJ Dillashaw work for it. And like he he like is now in the stage of his career where he's Dominic cruising better than Dominic Cruz to back when Dominic Cruz cruised. So yes. uh, you know that's it, another it, good title. Yeah, Dominic Cruz cruise. He's Dominic <laughs> cruising. Um. But like, you know, it, it was it was weird to me that Vera seemed to not be ready for that. Um, but yeah, Sanhagen, complete domination. Look forward to seeing him fight uh, Marab Devalishvili because that's, I mean, like the only thing we could do now, right? Yep. Yep, probably. That's, it makes sense. Timelines match up uh, where they are in the division match stuff. All, all, all that stuff matches up at this point. Yeah, and, and it gives them one more fight, both of them, to figure yep. out if Aljamain Sterling's going to stay around. Because if Aljo goes in there and he absolutely beats the tar out of uh, Henry Cejudo, uh, and, and this lets us know, you know, would Marab be next? And because if Marab goes in there and beats Sanhagen, maybe it's time for Aljo to move on because yep. they effectively, as a team, have cleaned out the division rather than right. uh, singularity. And if if Sanhagen wins, we finally get that rematch and we get to see if Sanhagen really was uh, in a weird spot for the first fight like he claims he was. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was listening to Severe MMA uh, with Sean Sheenan this, uh, this morning, and he's maybe the preeminent uh, media guy on refs and I'm sorry, judges and all that type of stuff. Said the judge that gave it 47, 48 for 48, 47, excuse me, for Vera as only judge two other UFC fights and then they decided to put him into the main event of uh, UFC Perfect. event last night. So Perfect. not you say not really his fault, uh, more of his boss's fault uh, that, that he's in there. He, he turned in kind of a bad scorecard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for his first for his first showing. Yeah, so maybe he shouldn't be doing the the top of the sport until you actually get more more reps in your belt. But anyhow, like I said, that's Texas for you, and, and the UFC should know that heading in. So, and and uh, flex your muscles if need be. All right, um, co-main event went exactly how we pretty much expected it to go as well. Holly Holm won a boring decision victory over Yana Santos. Knee Kuditskaya. 3026, 3027, 3027. There was no 3026 rounds in there. If you ask me, there was no damage. Um, so you're not going to get 30 or a 10 8 round in, in my eyes if you're not unleashing a bunch of damage. So 
boring clinch fight. Both women just kind of crashed into each other, and uh, Holm was a better grappler. Yep. Not much. <laughs> there you go. It was Don't bad. Worry. Yeah, I agree with you on the the thirty twenty six. Like, yeah, like come on. what what ten eight round are you giving it there? Which I I saw it was Chris Lee again. God, Chris yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, he had a couple and, of cards that were different. <laughs> yeah, and, and he gave it uh he gave it ten eight in the second. So uh, all right. <laughs> Which she, I don't even think she drew blood at any point. So yeah, it wasn't great. That, that that should maybe maybe that should be the uh, the criteria. No, because then you get a ten eight every <laughs> single time uh, Nate true. Diaz fights. At the very least, you, you should draw blood though. Uh, is what I'm saying. And she it wasn't even like she wasn't deep on submissions or anything either. So no, oh, she wasn't. In, she wasn't anywhere. I don't need to see Holly Holm anywhere near the top of the division, even though she's making a title run. Dan, she's she forty one, right? No, yep, she's new six fight contract. She's making a run for the title. She's she's gonna uh, protect all our children. She's she's there for us, Dan. <laughs> she's she is there for us. Um, I, I, no, I I'm, I'm with through, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, thank you. I yes. appreciate that. I don't want to talk about it at all. No. Um, so uh, like she just lost to Ketlin Vieta, though, right? Like I know she's yes, she talking is. about making a title run, but like. <laughs> Yeah, Chris like, Weidman is too, though, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you got to imagine Irene Aldana is in front of her. Uh, you know, she did just lose to Ketlin Vieta. So even though Ketlin Vieta also recently lost to Raquel Pennington, you got to imagine, you know, like that's a step she's still got to rectify and take some time to beat somebody. Raquel Pennington low-key has a four-fight winning streak. Five-fight winnings? Five-fight winnings. Yes, put her against Tom. What? That, that there would oh, be a nice boring clinch fest. That already that already happened. Yeah, and it was boring, I bet, <laughs> wasn't it, it? And it was a really boring clinch fest. <laughs> that Raquel Pennington won, by the way. Um yes. depending on how you, you scored that. But yeah, no. Yeah. Uh she she can't fight. She can't fight Amanda Nunez, right? No, of course not. That's a the, terrible idea. The, the the goodwill, like it's coming up on eight years of goodwill from, from head kicking Ronda Rousey. Cause like, yeah. she's not been an exciting fighter since then. Really? No, she has not. She doesn't finish people. She clinches, you know, her fights are boring. She's monotone on the mic. And, and now, now she's a galaxy brain too. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I don't need, I don't need to see her fight for the belt. <laughs> Who's she going to fight though next though? Uh, in all okay. actual I, I mean, like maybe just give her the rematch with Catlin Vieta. Um, yeah. Cause, cause that was not a lot of fun. And, uh, um, we could do it again, I guess. Uh, let me see. Let me, Five let me rounds. Up, let me look at you. Yeah. Make, make sure. It's, yeah. Whatever you do, make sure it's a main <laughs> event. Um, please. Panic Kianzan. She still uh, exists, right? Uh, dude, I really think a Raquel Pennington rematch might be like, in terms of narrative, the right answer. See? Maybe. What, I, what I, about, I'm not so, I'm not so dumb sometimes. What, what about Juliana Pena? Sure. Have they ever fought? I feel like they've never fought. No. Well, there you go. She's running out of people to fight, so that she's never fought before. So yeah, do it. Yeah, let's then... let's run Juliana Pena. Exactly. All right, book it, book it. It's done. Taken care of. That should be a, a funny fight at the very least. So, all right. <laughs> I'll tell you something that's not funny. Underdog Fantasy. It's all business over there. Uh, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick'em. It is great. Capital letters way to get in on the action especially if your bracket is busted if you don't have florida atlantic as most people don't i think your bracket is probably busted plus underdog fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great nba and nhl daily games head over to underdogfantasy.com use promo code sgpn for 100 deposit bonus up to 100 bucks there's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn all right 
let's rip through the rest of these amazing fights we had. Nate Landwehr. Uh, Austin Lingo actually uh, hung in there, uh, but late, Nate Landwehr ended up beating submission rear naked choke 4-11 into in the second round of this fight. Yeah, and he, he he speaking of great guys to hear on the mic, Nate Landwehr, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I, I do... <clears throat> I do. Uh, I, I I enjoy his post-fight interviews more. I also told a story on last week's show about how I once did an interview with him when he had a weird red light lighting up his face. Yes, on the yes. video. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. He he's a pretty hilarious dude. Um, and you know, I had Lingo in this fight. Uh, and you're right, Lingo did look good enough to be like, uh, oh, you know, I I don't mind that I laid dog money there, even if it didn't win. Uh, but yeah, you know, just not. Not up to the Nate Landwehr level, uh, probably up to, who was he supposed to fight a couple of weeks ago? Um, Ricardo Hamosh. Like, he, yeah. he might have done better against Ricardo Hamosh than he did against Nate Landwehr. But, like, this was effectively kind of a short notice replacement fight. It's the second time yeah. he cut weight in three weeks. Uh, you know, not a not a great thing for Lingo. But, you know, hey, I, I guess that's what you have to do to take a fight. And, uh, you know, Nate Landwehr is, is low-key pretty damn good at featherweight. Is he here for the children, though? Is Nate Landwehr for the children, like Wu-Tang? I don't. Home? I, I think Nate Landwehr is here for the children in the same way as Wu-Tang is. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, my take of, that's my take that's of the day. Yeah, this fight made me smile, Dan. It was such a horrible fight. Oh and he, and he, a, dodgy, uh, a dodgy decision, as per usual, with this person. And the person Dan hates, the fighter Dan hates the most, came out uh, with her hand raised as she always does when dodgy decisions are being uh, given out. It's Macy Barber winning a split decision, of course, because that's what Macy Barber does. 28-29, 29-28, 30-27. She won the fight, but 30-27 probably isn't right. Uh, Macy Barber, still not good, yet she's still winning fights. I I, I know you don't like her and stuff, um, but like to be, try to be objective here, um, what is she really good at? Honestly, is she I, good at anything? She got out grappled by a kickboxer last night. Um, she's good at winning fights, I guess. We can say that she finds a way to win. Yeah, I man, it, it's weird for me because I, I said like her physicality plays up sometimes, but then there's other times where she does like really bad technical things and it gets her yep. physicality overtaken, you know, like yep. in the grappling exchange late in the fight. I like here's the thing I will say this fight was so weird for me because I was watching it. Um, and I had like seven different kinds of trajectories going on in my brain because like on one hand, I don't like Macy Barber, uh, wanted to see her lose. On the other hand, I did better to win by decision. (laughs) Um, so then it goes to decision and I'm like, I'm not even sure she deserves this. And I think she's going to win it. So then I was in that like weird space. Well, at least the ticket's going to cash, uh, which I guess is the more important thing here. But like. It feels like the UFC gave her the only ranked fighter she could be. Am I wrong? Mm, yeah, maybe. Let, let me run down the list here, uh, and I'll start from the bottom, and you tell me if she could beat any of these women. I don't know. She finds a way to win, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> Cynthia Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, yeah, I don't know about her, so maybe maybe she could and, beat her. And I think she's, Calvillo's more skilled, but maybe. And, and Calvillo's going down to 15 anyway, so yeah. she, she's fighting Lupita Godinez uh, next weekend. Um I may know that because I just interviewed Lapita Godinez about that oh, fight. Yeah. Stay nice. tuned for that on the Top Turtle Canadian. podcast. Yeah. Um, Canadian. Uh, yeah, we actually talk about the fact that she's Mexican on the interview. So No, 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 she's not. <laughs> but anyhow, go ahead. Uh, Tracy Cortez. No. Uh, Casey O'Neill. No. Uh, Vivian Arruyo. No. Amanda Hibas. No. Jennifer no. Maya. 
No. Lauren Jennifer Murphy. Maya is low-key actually good. She's yeah, like she's really winning, good. Lauren Murphy. Her to win. And, and now we're in the Lauren Murphy, Caitlin Trakagian. Yeah, no, of course Raj, yeah. Aaron Blanchfield level. So, like, literally, they picked Andrea Lee, who she was, like, a three-to-one favorite over, and I picked Macy Barber to win anyway and thought she'd win by decision. That's literally the only person in the division who is ranked that, that she could beat. So, like, yep. they are building her up the way you would build somebody up if you wanted them to win. Uh, yep. But, like, what what now? You know, like... She has no discernible skills, though, really. She's tough. But if she's so... Like, her physicality, she shouldn't be getting out grappled by Andrea Lee, then, if she's uh, this physical specimen, right? Do you think Viviara Ruyo is the next name on her list, then? Maybe. Because you got to imagine if they try to feed her to somebody like Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy's just going to, like, absolutely sun her um yeah and and vivi's on a two-fight losing streak granted it's the grasso and and he boss but like maybe that's the right matchup for her if you're gonna keep trying to find winnable fights for her and they should be finding trying to find winnable fights for for all all the young people but yeah i don't get it she's really has like i I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here but she really has no skills that pop off the page yet she somehow keeps winning fights yeah i don't get it some wild really stuff. And, Some and wild is she, stuff. Is man. she getting better? I'm not really. It's not no, like all, all of a sudden, I, like, wow, I she's a great so. striker now, or wow, she's a great grappler. Like, she's just there, and she yeah. wins. That's that does it. Anyhow, it's funny that she won. Let's move on to middleweight. It this is was not, funny. It's objectively it funny. funny. <laughs> that fight was horrible. It was just a bad fight. Bad. Like, would you rather have that fight? Would you rather have that stuck on loop? Holly Holm versus Yana Santos. Stuck yeah, that on was bad too. That's or uh, <laughs> Rose Carla too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess the Barber fight. Barber Lee. I think I, guess I, was I, think I take Holly Holm versus Yana Santos. Yeah. At least then you're seeing some skill. It definitely. Yeah, there, there was no skill. No, just no discernible skill. It was just yeah, bad. Just bad all around. Um, this fight. The next fight. I was not happy with this, but I'm not happy about Chidi and Chikwani, even though he almost won. Uh, he lost the split decision to Albert Durayev. 28-29, 29-28, 29-28. Chidi did not pull the trigger in this fight, yet he almost won. If he just put his foot in the gas a little bit more, he could have won this fight very easily. Uh, Durayev, for some reason, gave up on his grappling partway through the fight and decided he was fine just having a kickboxing match, which should have played right into the much longer uh, more deadlier kickboxer's hands, but it did not for some reason. Chidi just didn't pull the, could not pull the trigger. Kind of like when fighters are well past their prime and they can't pull the trigger. It was kind of like that. But he's he's 34, so he's not super young, but he shouldn't be that shop one that he can't pull the trigger. Yeah, this was the split that I remember. I said uh, one and a half splits. I was right. not okay with. This is the half. I, I kind of think Chidi won the second. Round and that's really what it comes down to, right? Durayev came yep. out definitely won the first. Um, he he was tired to the point where Chidi could pick him apart in the third. Chidi definitely won the third. It really comes down to the second. I think you're right. It would have been better to see him put his foot on the gas. But in, in Chidi's defense, how how did he lose his last fight? Yep. He put he his foot winning, on the gas. Waiting until he wasn't. Yep. Yeah, he, he was putting his foot on the gas too much and tired out. Uh, and, and wound up getting TKO'd in the second. So I guess I can't blame him. Uh, it is kind of unfortunate that he's he's racking up these losses, and especially because he's not a young dude either. He's 34 yeah. and has had a hell of a career already. Um, so I'd rather he, you know, start to pull some of these out. But um, it was a good fight regardless. Like, I, I don't love the game planning on either of their parts, but at least uh, it was a little bit more entertaining. 
And that's, maybe, that was a huge plus on this card if it was a little bit <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we're seeing why it took Chitty 28 fights to get to the UFC, perhaps. Yeah, because he yeah, does yeah. shit like this. Yeah, there's there's some holes here, um, obviously. But I had hopes for him, but uh, no, not so sure. Um, the opener of the main card ended up being Daniel Pineda. Um, underdog coming through over the biggest underdog of the night. And he won over Tucker Lutz by submission. Guillotine choke, 250 into the second round. Did not look like an underdog at all this fight. No. Uh, and it's crazy, too, because, like, some of the times that we've seen Pineda lose, it's to dudes who have wrestling advantages over him. And it seemed like Tucker Lutz had a wrestling advantage over yeah. him. Um, but, no, he, he looked amazing. So, uh, props to him. It, it's, it's now, uh, despite the fact that he had a huge layoff, He's actually turned in a nice little run since being rehired. He knocked out Herbert Burns. He had that back and forth fight with Cub Swanson. The the no contest due to the eye poke with with Andre Feely kind of sucks. But now the win over Tucker Lutz. So dude goes and finishes fights, man. Yep. And the crowd, hometown crowd, loved it. He's from Texas, I take it, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a Texas guy. Uh, but I think quite a bit north from there. But nevertheless, still a Texas guy. Yep, close enough. Is Texas big, Dan? It is big. <laughs> and everything's bigger there. I heard that. I heard that. All right, prelims. We ended up with a four-fight prelim card. Boy, I, I, I know a bunch of fights fell through, especially last minute. But boy, the pacing last night. Holy moly. I was watching the first part of it live. like, And luckily, I got busy and couldn't couldn't watch it. And I ended up uh, watching it. Uh, PBR, the, the end of it. Boy, we had some dead, dead parts of this fight card. In, including the ending of the prelims. Uh, this... Uh, it seemed to be go forever with no fights. Yeah. Well, that that's Not what happens fun. when you lose three uh, and yep. you only delay the start time by 30 minutes. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. It's like other sports, other sports don't drag it out. If uh, like if a baseball games ends early and ended early, they don't drag it up. But anyhow, Lucas Alexander, uh, he was one of my, my underdog picks. I believe he was yours too. Uh, he beat Steven Peterson, sent him into retirement. 37, 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, 27. I think um, I had agreed with what you said. Um, bigger, longer, more athletic, faster guy came through. Yeah. And, and Steven Peterson is just like, dude, he's been in some wars and he's been in there for so long. Like it, it just kind of felt like th this was a younger, faster, stronger guy. Just having his moment when, uh, when Peterson was on his way out and, you know, like props to Peterson. He's turned in a really great career and, he made something out of himself and and has like tons of stuff going on behind the scenes between coaching and all that stuff. So um, he's basically runs for this MMA's amateur program. Um, I heard that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Tough Turn on MMA podcast, um, which you guys should listen to. Uh, Steven Peterson was great on that, uh, as was Daniel Pineda, who was in the yep. last fight. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Steven Peterson, uh, good career. But yeah, Lucas Alexander, better than people gave him credit for, which is what I said on uh, back on Wednesday. Yep. Interested to see where he heads from here. Welterweight's Trevin Giles came through a split decision over Preston Parsons. I didn't even realize Trevin Giles had won. I was thinking Parsons won this fight, but no. He, 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 28, he did. 28-29, he did. <laughs> 28-29, 29-28. I thought Preston Parsons won. I honestly thought he he had won. I forgot that Trevin Giles actually had his hand raised. But yeah, not not a good luck losing it. Well, actually, Trevin Giles won a couple fights in a row. So oh, stop the presses. Maybe he's, yeah. I, he I, saved his career at the very least. I don't think he won this fight. Uh, no. he, he definitely lost round one. There's no way yep. you give him round one. Oh, yeah. Actually, I didn't see round one. So, yes, I'll agree with you. Yeah. 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 I really think he lost round three. Um, like, I, I I scored round three for Parsons. 
he, he had better moments. He hit him harder. I don't know how you give that last run to Giles, but isn't Giles also a Texas guy? Yeah. Yeah, San Antonio, as a matter of fact. Uh, weird how that happened, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but you, you shouldn't be in close fights with uh, Trevor Giles if you want to uh, be sure. good. Be good at MMA, right? Fair enough. <laughs> CJ Vergara was was good at surviving uh, MMA and then coming through and winning over Daniel De Silva, Lacerda, whatever you want to call him. TKO punches 404 into the second round. Lacerda was fighting for his his job there it seemed maybe he saved his job despite being on for the ufc <laughs> with the performance he maybe not though with the performance he put out but yeah he had regard very close he finished him did not get the job done and ended up getting cooking his goose in the as the expression goes in the second round regard got him yeah i uh I, you're not the first person who i've seen with that take that maybe cj vergara uh, or maybe Daniel De Silva is saving his career and going to get another fight in the UFC. <laughs> you never know. Despite being on for, but he is really entertaining. Yeah, it's fight of the night. Like, and and that's his second fight of the night too, yeah. right? Those now, granted, usually. Now, granted, he has also, you know, been knee barred by Francisco Figueredo and finished in the first round three times, and in the second round once. He is. Is he Francisco Figueroa's only win? No, he beat Jerome Rivera, too, who was also 0-4 in the UFC. Man, Francisco Figueroa has a terrible record. <laughs> um, Indeed. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I – screw it. Let's just throw him in there again. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, Flyweights kicked off the car, too. Victor Altamirano came through over Vinicius Salvador. I, I had picked Salvador. I think you did, too. Yeah. 29-28 across the board for Altamirano. Yeah, he, he just looked a little bit better with the, the grappling. So, yep. you know, fun fight. Nah, not really much to say about these two, though. Salvador is flashier and has better hair, though. So That's we'll true. That. That's <laughs> true. I'm going to give him the hair. Uh, so are we firing anyone off this card? Peterson retired, so we have to fire him. You, you don't have to fire him. Parsons has got a recent win. He's fine. Lutz was on a nice little streak. Cheaty's good. Safe. I think I'm firing Macy Barber. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Vergara and Da Silva got the bonus. Landwehr and Pineda got the performance bonuses for last night. That concludes the 10-fight card. So what were your and Chase's picks? How did you guys do? Give us a recap. Chase's? Kurt, Kurt, Chase Kurt Chase's. Kurt Chase's. <laughs> KCP's. Um, let's see. So I went four and seven. Ouch. Oh, very good. There's yeah. only 10 fights, though, so I don't know how you pulled that off, but good job. Oh, nope. Then it's four and six. Yep, Even four better. and six. Four and six. Okay. Uh, six. And Perfect. he finished six and four. Perfect. Um, and then for uh, lock dog prop, uh, I had a push in my lock, which my locks have been nice. Uh, I got I missed on my dog and my prop. He hit his lock, which was Holly Holm, and his dog, who was – hang on a second. Who was his dog here? Oh, Duraev. Um, and then he missed on his prop, which was the big swing and a miss that we we're all excited about on Chito Vera winning by decision. So, right. uh, you know, he, he hit two out of his three dogs while he was on the show in three weeks. So, uh, props to him for that. Very, very, very good. And he beat you as per usual. So it's good. He filled in, filled, filled in admirably for me, at least I'm back to, um, preview and make picks for a big UFC event coming up this week. Right. Oh, wah, wah, wah. What? <laughs> The UC never takes weeks off. There's no way I'm coming back on an off week. There's no way. Yeah, you did, though. you did, though. And now we get to talk about um, one of my favorite organizations in the whole wide world, which is Bellator. Yeah, uh, coming we, up this week. We do get uh, so we're going to get that one on Wednesday, I think. Um, and, 
and then or yeah and then cffc on thursday or vice versa one or the other um and then tomorrow we're going to talk about the beginning of the pfl regular season no more yeah. of that terrible 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 challenger series because yeah. while i love contender series pfl challenger <laughs> series they were good for two weight misses a week in like two oh, canceled yeah. fights and one late replacement and like you know dude it was such a freaking train wreck and it's like it seems like people don't even care enough to get into your regular season, guys. Like, get together. No, uh, no gambling uh, controversies this this uh, season, at least. So that's positive. Right? That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't uh, they didn't run a tape delayed event without telling bookies. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's true. The UFC is dark this coming week, but they're still squeezing in four events in April. So and plus and, and plus we're gonna get back to a UFC event next week. Yep. That involves Chase Sherman. So, like, <laughs> you know, buckle up. A pay-per-view with Chase Sherman, of course, because you cannot have a pay-per-view without Chase Sherman. I don't, uh, I don't A pay-per-view so. with Christian Rodriguez on the main card and Adrian Yanez on the main card. So, Well, Christian Rodriguez is in there for a very specific reason. <laughs> yes, he is. They are trying to bring him in to lose. Yes, uh, they are. And his odds aren't bad. Do you see what the odds are on that No, fight? I haven't looked ahead yet, no. Um, he is an underdog, but not substantially. Uh, he's only plus one. I think I'm seeing plus one seventy five in places. So like, they they think this is the appropriate step up for Raul Rosas Jr. Raul Rosas Jr. What's the Burns Masvidal number? Is Burns playable or not? Uh, he is if you get him now. Negative four hundred. Uh, yeah, because he's. But you better destroy. you better strike. Uh, yes. and that's. That's uh that's been moving too because I think I don't originally... know casuals you think casuals I guess casuals don't move. Oh, uh, really. that's true. No, no, enough, enough idiots might bet Masvidal. <laughs> it's true. And don't All bet right. Masvidal if you're listening to this show. You're better than that. Yeah. So of course we're talking about UFC 287, which is April 8th in Miami, Florida. Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya, part two in MMA. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, Rob Font, Adrian Yanez, Calvin Holland, Santiago Ponzinibbio, and Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez is the pay-per-view portion, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that going forward. Uh, we have the next week all mapped out for you already. Don't worry. And it seems a lot of people in the Discord are watch non-UFC events and talk about it now. It, it seems to be picking up every uh, every week in there, Dan. That's that's us. That's it's that's true. us. They they want it. They they want to get in on these great odds. And guess what? Yeah. I got good odds for you this week. So this I got week, do- I got yeah. dogs. Oh boy, <laughs> it's going to start with tomorrow Monday. We will be hitting you up with pfl because pfl the proper pfl is back as dan said then we got bellator and cffc to wrap up the week um the discord if you're not in there already and more new people are showing up by the minute in there so if you're in there uh welcome if you're not in there yet we're at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash discord no or is it discord whatever you can find us yeah i think that's sportsgamingpodcast.com right. slash discord. discord you got uh, it you yeah, got it it's been a long time yourself. dan you're good at this all right, what else can I say? Um, Twitter is SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that. He's also Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. All our writing is at sportsgumbypodcast.com. My other MMA writing is at moneymma.substack.com. Get in there, play the picking contest, have some fun. And Gumby hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast. So I think I got all the plugs in, right? That's them all. And we're back tomorrow with uh, PFL um, 1. Some people call it uh, 2023 part one, I guess, uh, week one. And yeah, we'll get that in your heels tomorrow. Until then, I'll remain Jeff KCP Fox. And um, what should your name be? Um, what's a good name for you? Let me think. Oh, I know. 
um, and my co-host, Daniel, the future Vreeland. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>